Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings to all my unlucky lounge rats throughout the multiverse, and it is phenomenal to see that you've tuned in for another journey here in the Unlucky Lounge and another episode of Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, your Unlucky Lounge Rat and Denizen of the 40-card stack, but I am not alone. Joining me as well is my bear-tending companion known as Borok. My bear buddy, we got something very, very special for today. Oh, I am keenly aware that you had a great time during this episode, but before we get to all those fun things, quick moment for housekeeping. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V, or wherever you download your podcasts. Seriously, they got great stuff out there. If you're a millennial, if you're into sports, if you're into culture, go and look at some of their content They got me there, so you know they can't be all that bad. (laughs) And also, this podcast is brought to all of you unlucky lounge rats out there, the people tuning in every week. Thank you so much for listening and following us on Twitter at Draft and Draft Corey, Draft and Draft C1. You can find me if you're looking for me. Well, I'm on Instagram at Corey Demone Enriquez. And of course, if you've been listening for some episodes and you've really been enjoying all of our offerings, check us out at Patreon Draft and draft an mtg podcast we've got tiered benefits we want to get some names featured here on the podcast so go ahead and see if you can support the unlucky lounge and help us keep the lights on well that's enough of our housekeeping the sorcerer's broom is put back in the conjurer's closet and it's time for us to introduce a new segment here on draft and draft something that i like to call cardboard conversations there's a series of wonderful content creators out there and people that interact with the magic community in different ways and this is a forum for us to have a chance to have fun and play along with some of those content creators and what they do best but not just the creators also the cards themselves you see we are going to be featuring these cards in the Monoscrew Manor event hall in a little segment cooked up known as Cardboard Conversations when the cards plain walk here to the Unlucky Lounge and engage with all of you Unlucky Lounge rats. And this episode is just that. We have a very special guest that joined us, but you know what? I think it's time for me to stop giving you a explanation of what's about to happen and let's just let it happen Yes, thank you very much, Borok and audience. Welcome to the event hall for a segment we call Cardboard Conversations, where it's not just us that talks about the cards, it's the cards themselves. And this is an exciting moment because we are in preview season for M21. And we are returning to an old classic to celebrate the coming sets. You see, Mark Rosewater created a post, a mysterious post that hinted at some things that we are going to see at M21, and we are going to pick apart that post and see what we can potentially predict from the coming set. I am excited. 
I think my excitement might have peaked. I don't know if I can get any more excited than this one moment because it just so happens that we have a multiverse celebrity joining us here on the podcast. It's Galia of the Endless Dance. Galia, I, I can't believe you're here. I'm so excited to see you. Well, I heard you play some good music here and you might have room for some dancing. So here I'd spin on by. I mean, definitely. We, we love to dance and we love to party here. But before we get to that partying, I, before we what? get to the party, I, I, I want to get your insights because the next set is coming out. And I, I think that you could provide some unique views into the coming set in Magic the Gathering. We're gonna well, I guess I might be able to tell you some thoughts, but I really need you to get some music going before we can get going here. Like, do you got a jukebox, like some Sono speakers? Like, come on, what's going on here? Uh, um, I think, yeah. Hey, hey, Bora, can you put a little something in the background? Okay, okay, not, not that loud. Turn it down a little bit. Okay. Yeah, or, let's get ready okay? to dance. <laughs> well, you heard Galia. We're ready. Let's go to prediction number one. Our first prediction goes to the statement of a tribal lord that has over 50 creatures in existence already, but has yet to obtain a tribal lord. Now, Maro has stated before in the past that he would love to see hounds become dogs, and I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility for us to potentially see this errata where hounds... Uh, yeah, they just spoiled that one. Oh. Wait, what? Are you just it... reading that off the spoiler list? No, I, I was just... Pack leader. It's the hound, the dog lord. Oh. Oh, yeah. But you know, really? I'm upset. They need another satyr lord. Well, that, I mean, that wouldn't make much sense with the spoiler. It, it says a, a, a tribal lord for one that that doesn't have one. And you yourself... You should have made another satyr lord. Okay, I mean, sure, another satyr lord would be nice, but... Aren't you at the top of your game? Do we really need another Seder Lord? I mean, it gets lonely being at the top. Besides, every Seder could use a dance partner. Well, just looking at your experience with dance partners, I feel like it's kind of hazardous to one's health. I mean, that headlock that you had your partner with was kind of I mean, scary. You should have seen the banana. The banana. Yeah, the banana. <laughs> I am suddenly petrified. Number two. Our next prediction goes to the statement that Mark Rosewater posted a popular aura that started as part of a cycle. Now, I have this inclination that just maybe there's going to be some kind of enchantment sub-theme or aura theme in oh, Enchantment 1. I really like enchantments. I've seen a few of those in my day. Me too, and I think that we might be seeing some kind of removal cycle in auras in M21. There, there was this really cool cycle from the original Ramtica set that was unassuming. It wasn't really a set that people thought was an aura set, but there was a cycle of cards that included uh, face fetters, fists of ironwood, galvanic. Oh. Totally see something like that. Mm, removal spells. Those are so, mm, what do you say, cute? But why don't we give the people what they really want? Bring them to the red zone. Party with the fire. 
cards like Lust for War, Undying Rage. Let's uh, get it lit. Uh, I appreciate the sentiment, but those two cards you mentioned—they're not—they're not part of a cycle. They're from different sets. Thank you, Borok. Finally, a kindred spirit who understands. Get those creatures attacking. Turn them sideways. You know, have you ever had uh, any 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 parties around here that you've had to break up? Oh, really? Like, like a savage punch? Oh, yeah! Oh, my gosh! That's amazing! Well, let me tell you about this one time. Uh, well, it when looks I like Borak has made a new friend. Onwards with the predictions, I say. Number three. Spoiler number three is the time-shifted Time Spiral card reprint. The card that has been reprinted a bunch of times, and if I'm thinking about and looking at the list, what really makes sense is something that could answer the state of standard, and one thing that is really starting to gain a lot of momentum is Uro, and I think a card like Tormod's Crypt. You can't make that prediction. Tormod's Crypt has already been revealed that it's getting printed in M21. What? You know, yeah, it's already getting printed. Wizards of the Coast really made a mistake on using this reprint slot when there was a card that had way more need for a reprint. Well, what what card would that be? Easy, Ashnod's coupon. Uh, you mean the card from the unset that sacks and makes another person get a drink for you? Yeah. Well, I just activated one, so could you go grab me a drink? Gettings bye. Number four. Our next prediction comes with one that is chock full of text, so it's chock full of mystery to me. A card with the words battlefield, cast, creature, converted monocost, end of turn, exile, graveyard, and monocost. I feel like I gotta take a deep breath after I read that, Dahlia. I, I have no idea what this card could be. I know what it's gonna be. What you do? Yeah, I mean, I could tell you, but I need to be ensured that we're going to start dancing soon. Like, I, now. I, okay, I, I promise. I'll, I'll do a little dance for you right now. I, I got a little dance. Uh, do you like this dance? Is it a good dance? Is it good? I do. I, I do. Can we do more of it? Are we ready to start dancing full time now? Uh, almost. But, I mean, now that I've danced a little bit, could you maybe tell us what this card is? Okay. So, it's an enchantment. It costs one green mana. It's called Drop the Base, and it costs... Uh, has an activated ability that costs one red and one colorless. End the game and start partying. Let's just go on to the last prediction. Number five. Our last prediction has to do with Morrow's mysterious post of a planeswalker from another plane that we've already been to. And I think there's something to it with his other preview of a non-evergreen enchantment subtype returning. She's eating. You know that that bar mix, it's for everybody, right? You know that? It's not endless? No. No, it's not. Well, it tastes good. Yay, glad you're here. 
what if the subtype is actually something that we saw just come out in Historic Anthology 3? What if Core 2021 is going to have new Hondans? And if we have this sub-theme going on with Kamigawa and Azusa Lost Beseeking is in there, maybe we're finally going to learn that the Planeswalker, the White Planeswalker in Core 2021 is the Wanderer, and he's from Kamigawa. And this mm, whole thing... No, it's not the Wanderer. You know, you're really bad at this spoiler season. I bet Borok could probably give you a few tips how to keep up on the spoiler sets. Thanks, Borok. Helpful. But if it's not the Wanderer, then pray tell, who is it? Oh, it's my boy, Bosri Ket. You know, I've party with him before. He's a pretty cool guy. He's got some pretty sweet threads. You know, uh, how long ago was it that I met him? Probably, like, I last saw him five ragers ago? Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. First off, I I love that it that you measure time in ragers, but Basri Ket, that sounds like he's from Amonkhet, but you're there. How'd you get to Amonkhet, Galia? Oh, what's that? I can't hear you. I'm just gonna turn up the volume on the sandstorm. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're going to be having a, an endless dance here. We'll be back in just a sec. Galia, no, I don't move that way. Ow, Whoa, ow. come on and dance! Come on! I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. And welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats, as we've now made our way back to the feature table. And we get to go from our fun time, our, conver con our cardboard conversations with Galia, and now we have a special guest with us. Uh, she is a wonderful internet personality, and she's joining us at the feature table here in the Unlucky Lounge. It's my wonderful guest, Zbex. Hey, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I, I probably won't give you as rough of a time with those dance moves as Galia did. <laughs> You know, I think I'll be sore for a while, but it was well worth it to have her unique insights on Core 2021. You know, her insights, uh, in, insights, her insights are usually endless, so. <laughs> I would uh, tend to agree with that. And it's perfect that you're here because you actually have a relatively close connection with Galio that we're going to get into in just a second. But since you're here in the Unlucky Lounge for the first time, we just have a little tradition uh, to start our conversation. Uh, we like to do the untapped steps, so let's have a little cheers. All right, cheers. It's funny how this sounds way different on a microphone, right? <laughs> so for all of my Unlucky Lounge rats out there who have yet to hear about you, how about you tell us a little bit of story of uh, how you came to play the game and what your way of interacting with the game is? Sure. Uh, so, well, hello. I am Zebek, Zinaid Beckham. Um, I uh, started playing Magic when my now husband and I started dating. He played the game, and I, being a very competitive 
uh, soul who was raised around games like Pinochle and Cribbage and other games, video games, I was like, hey, I can do this. Teach me how to do this. I'm going to kick your butt. Uh, and so naturally it just became something that we did together. And then myself becoming a magic content creator, um, I do work at a family owned local game store, Addictive Behaviors. Um, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's the life of content creating, you know, always staying busy. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I've also uh, became an, a magic judge when I wanted to better understand the game. And kind of all before that, I've always made costumes for events that I, I've gone to. And I made my first magic cosplay to feel more comfortable at a magic event where I didn't fully have a grasp of the game yet. Um, and then it just is something that I continued to do as I continued to co compete and play with magic. and. You know, I just really like to have fun with it in a lot of different ways. What I adore is that you found a way to make the game feel comfortable for you and finding that way to interact with it in that unique sense is part of the magic of what this game is. It's so many different things to different people and finding those interacting points, those ley lines as it were, that's the <laughs> magic that this game really provides for me. But before we move on from it, I just want to ask the question on average, uh, how much do you uh, kick your husband's butt? I feel like you're probably 75% win rate on him. Well, I happen to have the um, home court advantage of I always draw my Elvish Mystic in my opening hand whenever we play against each other at home. Like, I just get, you know, I, I'm the luck sack at home. I get called, like, I'm always so lucky. So at home, I'm pretty lucky. Whenever we do a vacation game, though, my husband usually wins the vacation games, so he's he's got that home court advantage. <laughs> well, I feel like I would be amiss if I didn't ask the question, how can some of that luck rub off on us? What's your trick, Zbex? What do you do? Ah, uh, well, uh, I guess it's just the heart of the cards. Always sleeve your cards. I was told that once, and boy, if you don't even sleeve up that draft deck that has no money cards in it, you're not gonna draw well. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Plus all cards are magical and special in their own way. They are, they, they're a little piece of cardboard that have a bunch of art on them and give them some love. And the truth is if it wasn't for the art, the game itself, it wouldn't exist the way in, the way it does. Like some people I wouldn't say be that- I would cosplaying if the art didn't exist. <laughs> that's an excellent point. Yeah, and I think though, like the cards themselves, like when you get a good top-down design and you look at it, like say, Golly of the Endless Dance, she is a party queen, she is living her best life, she's got someone in the arm lock, and that's a story that's just being told off of a visual and some text on it. That's what makes this game go from just cardboard to actual real life and community. And, I love that you get to embrace that with some of your cosplay. Absolutely. It's really fun to do too. So if if I may just ask, what are some of your most iconic cosplays? What was that first one that you did to go to a magic tournament to feel more comfortable? Uh, the very first one that I did to go to a magic tournament, it was a pro tour. So I was not competing in it. I was a spectator. And I dressed up as Liliana of the Veil, and it would be a closet cosplay. I did get some uh, pieces together for it, but it was uh, just a purple cocktail dress. Not, It did not look exactly like her very Victorian style purple dress. 
So it's like it's uh, like Disney I bonding, people... right? Hmm? It's like bonding, like when Disney like they have you do like kind of the color schemes. Yes, yes, exactly. It's exactly like that. Uh, so, but people knew who I was because I had the identifying color of the dress, a black wig, the black gloves. So as long as you're you're bounding, you can planeswalker bound too. <laughs> I 100% agree, and I, I love that take on it because you're taking the simplicity of what's in the world and finding a way to still reflect it and make it resonant. Like, that's super cool. And I definitely felt really cool, like I fit in. People knew who I was, and the, even though I couldn't tell you what part of the, the phase of the turn or where the stack was at that point in my magic life, I had a great time interacting with everybody who was at the event. Well, for my side of things, I remember the first time I saw you on Twitter and it was the, let's call it now, iconic GP cosplay of you as Galia of the Endless Dance. And from what I can tell, there were some pretty crazy stories uh, from it. Can you uh, entertain us? Give us some of the things that happened while you were uh, taking your journey with Galia. Uh, sure. So first off, uh, it was in Phoenix, Arizona at the beginning of 2020 in February before the whole shutdown happened. Uh, so it was great. Galia had just come out about uh, three weeks before when Theros released. So she was still really new and there were all sorts of memes going around for her. And I just knew I had to cosplay her because her spirit is actually really similar to mine. Um, so as soon as I entered the hall that day, right at the front of the hall where they had the command station, I just stopped, lifted my staff and said, who's ready to party? <laughs> and on my cell phone, I had it tucked into my, my pants, my satyr pants. And I was marching around, jumping with EDM house music coming out of my phone. I, everyone's like, oh, she's woo girling. Uh, I definitely was. Um, and so that was a lot of fun just to be in the event. I, and I have to ask this just out of my own pure curiosity. I'm going to give you a number. The number is 17. Over under 17, the number of head holds that you did during, <laughs> during GP uh, over, Phoenix. Definitely over 17. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So there's kind of a fun fact on that too. I definitely had a lot of people wanting to recreate the card art that we were just talking about, evoking such a picture and a scene on Galia. And so I had with me a real banana. And when people would say, well, can you, this is weird, but can you put me in a headlock? And I say, yeah, but you have to hold the banana. <laughs> so by the end of the day that I used a real banana, that poor banana had the most bruises on it when it was a like semi-green yellow banana at the beginning of the day. <laughs> that literally might have been the most popular banana in all of Phoenix. Probably. And you know, I don't think you could sanitize a banana these days. So it was really a great experience to have everybody do that. I mean, even to get that close these days, who knows? But um, yeah. Personally, I am allergic to bananas, so I don't think I would ever gotten a, a little uh, head hold from Galia, but I'll take the memories from all the art and all the great photos. But there, there's another piece of media that's out there. And I, I have to ask this story because I just, I want to know the setup for this. I've watched it. I laughed at it out loud. People looked at me weird when I saw the video, but Galia spun a wheel. Is that the that's same? Right. Kind of like a wheel of fortune wheel. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how how did this happen? How did Galia get roped into spinning a wheel? And what was the pivotal turn well, where Galia ended up breaking the Galia wheel? Galia was definitely making herself heard. As I was woo-girling, they had the coverage desk at the back of the hall, but I was making my way all around. And so there were several times where I believe it was uh, LSV and uh, Marshall uh, that were like, oh, they had to say several times, people in the chat are like, what is going on there? And I would hear them say as I go by, oh, don't worry, that's just Galia going by. So eventually <laughs> they asked if Galia, you know, wanted to spin the wheel and she's an endless partier, so she couldn't say no. I mean, uh, that wheel, it's too enticing. It's shiny, it's circly, and it goes forever. It's endless. Yeah, it's got lots of colors on it, you know? Uh, so I had to set my banana down for it. Uh, oh, that banana. If I, if I would have had the banana in the other hand, maybe my strength wouldn't have been too much, but uh, my my gusto was just too much for that glorified wheel. So the the answer is apparently get Galia more bananas. So next time <laughs> that we're out there, make sure you bring your bananas to Magic Fest. And if you see a Galia, give her a banana. She deserves one. You know, we might even put on a little song by Gwen Stefani and start dancing. So there's actually an event that uh, you're taking place in this weekend, uh, the weekend of June the 6th. And I think you and I are actually on the same team, Team Indatha for life. Am I right? Yes, Team Indatha! So, I'm one of the captains of the team uh, for Channel Fireball's first Command Fest online uh, that anybody can play in from anywhere in the world. There's going to be commander games that you can play in for free uh, between the hours of 6 a.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Pacific. And then myself and several other featured players uh, will be playing some featured games uh, on the stream. Yeah, and I'm going to be in one of those as well with uh, with Kessler and Merchant and uh, Golbert Hicks, and I'm 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 kind of excited for the the mechanic of people can donate money and change the texture of the game, which yes, I so adore. I adore like that. I'm putting, so excited. Putting cards, all the cards from the graveyard onto the battlefield was one of them, I think, right, or something. There's like some yeah. insane, there's some insane game-changing plays that people can do by donating money. And it's for a good cause, and you could potentially reverse the turn order on me and just make me lose like a full turn, which I, I, I kind of, I think that's gonna be a yeah. lot of fun. It's kind of cool having like Uno cards. Like they should, did they have a skip someone's turn in there too? I don't know. Maybe for next time, but basically all the things that you wish you could do as a, like an un, unset card, the people watching and donating will have that control over our games. <laughs> I'm in. Like, let's let's do it. I'm playing some chaotic build myself, so I'm pretty okay with anything that's coming along the way. You know what deck you're playing already? Yeah, Kroxa. I'm gonna play Kroxa, but it's not like a aggro discard. It's a uh, it's a wheel kind of graveyard fill, and then I'm playing like really questionable reanimate spells that are just like kind of crazy and fun. Uh, can I ask what what are you playing? Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna be playing Kalia of the Vast, 
And I'm gonna throw my cosplay on, even though most of the video coverage will be of the game, I will be in cosplay as my general. So kind of in honor, I chose Kalia because of the uh, new printing that's happening in Commander Legends. So I wanted to play her, bring her some love to the battlefield. Yeah, that, and that art is stunning too. That and the uh, the monocrypt art just kind of, I look at it and I, I have to sit back and be like, so someone's like spelunking up into the monocrypt? Like they're like <laughs> climbing up? I, it, it, it's a head scratcher, but they look really cool. And the adorable doubling season, I mean, that's going to be... Yes, they're dragons! Dinos, dragons, I don't care. They're cute little reptiles. The flying kitties. Yes, basically. <laughs> So hopefully all of our friends here in the Lucky Lounge, my Unlucky Lounge Rats, had a chance to catch it by the time this episode comes out. And hopefully, uh, even if you didn't catch it, go check out American Red Cross. I know that's one of the places they're uh, accepting donations. And wherever you can find places, there's a lot of organizations out there. You know, and I believe uh, Channel Fireball had actually added a second cause just to bring up. It was the uh, NAACP Lawyers Fund is the second cause that they're giving to, which is really great. Absolutely. I, I agree. So uh, even if we maybe catch some video on demand afterwards or uh, you're listening to this and enjoying it, take a look at American Red Cross or the NCAA Defense Fund and, and donate however you can in these times. So uh, first off, I just want to take a second to thank you, Zvex, for joining us here on Draft and Draft. Can you tell our listeners out there how they can find you? Oh, thanks so much for having me. Listeners, you can find me anywhere on the Internet at ZBEXX. So if you use Instagram, ZBEX. If you use Twitter, ZBEX. Twitch, ZBEX. YouTube, ZBEX. TikTok, ZBEX. So ZBEXX. Really easy. And check out her uh, TikToks as well. You're, I, I really enjoy your uh, your takes on uh, Friday night uh, Planeswalker dates like that. It's it, it's a, a point of uh, discussion amongst some other friends. Like, guys, come on. It's clearly Veraska. Oh, really? <laughs> Veraska. No, I mean, I, I would go, I'd go Sarah or Chandra personally, but I, I do appreciate the Veraska take because it's just like, it's off the wall. And I guess you'd, you'd be stone mad not to choose her as people were telling me. <laughs> she was definitely the most business casual. So you better not get on her bad side. <laughs> Point duly noted. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And would you mind, you want to stick around for another drink here at the Unlucky Lounge? Yeah, definitely. I heard that there's still some music playing in the background there. Galia definitely uh, dropped that bass for you. The bass is thoroughly dropped and will probably have to be replaced after tonight. <laughs> Speaker's blown. Well, my unlucky lounge rats, that brings us to the end of this episode. A huge, big shout out to Zbex, a wonderful, wonderful content creator. Find her on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube under Z V E X X. She was such a delight to work with and if any of my unlucky lounge rats have yet to discover some of her great work go and find her give her some likes and enjoy what she puts out there and if you enjoyed these types of episodes find me on social media that includes twitter instagram at patreon anywhere that you can find draft and draft we'd love to have you join in on the unlucky lounge nation and coming soon we have another one of our cardboard conversation episodes with the boys from let's draft so subscribe and tune in more fun is coming down the pipeline
Well, it looks like I found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of this episode. So, go out there and make some magical memories of your own. My name is Corey, alongside Borak. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Draft and Draft. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.